The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It is uh, Thursday on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Hope you're having a fantastic day, staying warm as we continue on this uh, roller coaster ride of temperatures uh, the past few days. What was it? Uh, plus three the other day. Now exactly. it's like minus 15. It's just been all over the place. It's Jay Lynn, Andrew Gord Steinke joining us for our regular visit. Oh my God. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Th- you've uh, thawed out. Well, barely. My feet, I, it was what got me was my feet. Was I, I, had a, I was I was. Layered up. We were at the world's longest hockey game broadcasting yeah. uh, live last night at five and six. So I got out there about four. Yeah. And we didn't get out of there till about eight. So yeah, I just dressed for it. But you know, uh, the funny thing is, I was talking to Karis. Those guys on the ice, they you know they, they have to. They're the ones that have to put oh, up. Yeah. With they look warm, as, but they're moving. They're moving constantly. Yeah, we're just standing there yapping. Yeah. They look you know, good. I good. feel like Jesse Byer knew this was coming all along and prepared for it without <laughs> yeah. telling anyone. I got a feeling he's holding a, a bit of a secret, holding the cards. I, I think so too, to because chest. he sort of has this kind of rugged outdoorsman look happening. His uh, the beard and the, yeah, yeah. He's got the Elmer the parka hat. pulled up, the yeah. hoodie the or the hood. Hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like a weatherman should probably share that information. Well, sometimes I think they just get possessive of it. Yeah. They want to give it up. (laughs) But uh, it's weird, isn't it? We had such a a warm day on Tuesday. I think that's the day my dog actually said to me, Let's go. Let's go. And uh, and we did. And then then it was freezing rain that night and chaos on the streets. But in February, we usually get like five to eight days. Of, of a nice little break where mm-hmm. you go, oh, you know, this is kind of like, it's not so bad. But we haven't really had any breaks here no, for, for a good solid d- well, month. That well, one we day, us- but... We usually get five to seven days uh, break in January. We call it the uh, listener's trip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right. No snow there. Right. doesn't really affect the rest of the no, uh, exactly. listening audience. Oh, but... <laughs> no. Uh, just a reminder. I need another listener's trip. <laughs> yeah. Just a reminder, your Edmonton Oilers uh, playing in Vegas tonight. Uh, the City Ford Faceoff show gets underway at 6 o'clock. Puck drop. At 8 o'clock, it's a, a late one, and it's always been, you know, despite the Oils' uh, current, uh, you know, losing streak was the last four or three, I guess it's four. Uh, let's so. not get hung up but on the details. Say, it no. seems to be um, a little bit more fun when they're playing Vegas. Well, Vegas has yet to beat us. One of the, they're the best team in the Pacific. They've yet mm. to beat us. So we really hammered them one time and How then is that? won in overtime the next. Yeah. yeah. So. It's, you know what? It's not odd at all, Gord, because teams... And no matter what the sport, play to their level of competition. And when you when the Oilers play a great team, they play great. They like the Lightning when they played yeah. Tampa. They they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. So now we got they, they play a, a lesser team, and they seem to Slo- put uh, that lesser sloppy effort together. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to see uh, Connor McDavid, Darnell Nurse. They went. They oh, took they showed time up out. at the game. Yeah. They showed up at the game a couple of days ago, and uh, that was cheered the guys on. Thursday, Friday, what five more days? I guess yeah, they, they have go to, to Monday. Go. I thought yeah. it was Sunday, but it's mm. Monday. It is Monday, so too. so and temperatures are pretty cold. I think through the rest of the week. I mean, I mean for the for the rest of us, but yeah. for those guys, it's even worse. But uh, they seem w- to be into a groove. When I went out on Saturday, they ju- they were they, they they were they were just it's a slow groove. Yeah, now it seems <laughs> like they're all happy. They you know they're getting they're they're doing their shift. They're getting their sleep. But it must be tough just to jump into that. And, and uh, yeah, when I saw them in the beginning of the weekend, it was. Uh, they're a little grumpy yeah. because they're trying to figure out. <laughs> a little grumpy. Well, here we've got 10 days ahead of us, and 
were just getting underway and they probably hadn't had any sleep. <laughs> but you know, there's always that, no matter what the task, there's always that uh, adrenaline that uh, you start with and the excitement of yeah. what you're about to accomplish. And then, then reality sinks in. Right. Then there's that middle part where you're, you're, you're thinking, well, I have as many days left as I've already done. Uh-huh. And you know, and then, then you get past that hump and yeah, you start, in it now. Yeah, you yeah. start thinking about, okay, you see the finish line now, right? Yeah. And I mean, let's face it, what they're going to do is incredible. What they do every year is incredible. It's amazing. And we yeah. know they're going to do it. Yeah, we, they're not getting know. any younger. No, Could you exactly. imagine going there and skating? I mean, my legs just start shaking thinking about I it. I think mm-hmm. it was reading... I saw it last night on Global, actually, and you go back, because I remember the very first one. I remember being yeah. out there, mm-hmm. and, you know, f- 15, 15 years ago, and they yeah. raised, what, 130 grand? Yeah. And now the goal is 2.2 2 million. Yeah, 2 point yeah. whatever million, but $2 million. Like, yeah. my goodness, 1.3. Yeah. Uh, they went from uh, 150 to 1.3, uh, you know, between number yeah. one and number yeah. two. That's incredible. Yeah. Do, do you remember, Gord, speaking of memories, you were the host and MC of the Laughing for Cancer benefit mm-hmm. when they played their first game. That's can, right, 2003, yeah. Right, can you believe how many years it's been? That's unbelievable. And yeah. we were a fundraiser going on at the same time as them, Yeah. and I remember at the time somebody asking, well, what do you think of this? You know, because you, you're asking both groups to, to appeal to fundraising, and, you know, to appeal to people who you're support You're kind of competing. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of competing, and my attitude was, eh, they'll do it once, and yeah, that's that'll be it. it. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be it, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're no longer doing it, and they still are. Well, no, they, they still right. have a bit w- of a way to go. They're at uh, three hundred and thirteen and a half thousand dollars right now. So, yeah. long way to go to get to two million. Mm-hmm. Well, but we'll see is. what happens over the next uh, five and, days. Uh, our good buddy Kevin Carius yes. is still out there. He tore a what do they call it? A tore a bicep or something like that. Anyway, the nurse was saying that uh, he'll he'll be okay. These guys, I met guys with cracked ribs, and they're still out there playing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was he's pretty funny. He's been out there. We talked to the oldest guy playing, uh, Yoni Yoni Niemannen. Oh, nice! What a great conversation. <laughs> Was hilarious. He was on the bench waiting to start another shift. Couldn't wait. No, yeah, if you great. were to do an SCTV or yeah. uh, Saturday Night Live sketch, yeah. and uh, you wanted to create a player, a character who was a player in the long, mm-hmm. that would have been this guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it just he was so funny. <laughs> And just his every answer was just and hilarious. he's laughing. He's yeah, yeah, and he's oh, I'm the oldest one out here, yeah. and you know. <laughs> and they're having fun, but at the same time, it's that passion and yeah. that that keeps them going because they all have a personal connection, like yeah, you did when, yeah. you, when you did your, You know, like we all have had people. Yep. You know, unfortunately, cancer's touched all of us, mm-hmm. but these guys have taken it one step further. And, uh, you know, they're all skating for somebody that they mm-hmm. love, that they've either lost or someone who's been in a battle. And, and that's first and foremost. I'm Did not sure I've done anything for 10 days straight. I don't think I have. Uh, vacationed? Maybe, yeah. but not very, even that. By by about halfway through that, I'm like, yeah, okay, I need a rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's true. We used to, Lorraine Mansbridge and I used to pedal out to... Um, oh, you did the MS Yeah, tour, the MS-150 yeah. bike tour. Mike Sobel took that over, and but... That was like two days of just constant pedaling. I couldn't believe I did that, but I think I did it for nine, ten years. Yeah. And, and then you got to move on to something else. It seemed felt like that because I started to recognize the cows as we were <laughs> <laughs> kind of waving at us. Going, Saw oh, nice you, to see you last go around. Yeah. <laughs> um, did want to mention this and just switch gears a little bit. Of course, we'll be doing some coverage this afternoon of the uh, the shooting, uh, the school shooting in Florida yesterday afternoon at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Um, as you've heard throughout the day and on. Uh, 
television news, on the radio news, 17 people are dead, more than a dozen injured. The 19-year-old um, suspected shooter, his name is Nicholas Cruz, they captured him alive. Um, coming up just after the 2.30 news, we're going to actually talk to uh, Austin Eubanks, who was a survivor of the Columbine mm. shooting. Remember that, 1999? Mm-hmm, and remember when that yeah. happened, you two, thinking, oh my gosh, this will, this will never happen again. Yeah, how could this happen? And how, and how can this ever happen in the first place? Where do they get those weapons? And oh. how many times have we seen it since over and over and over again? Well, there again? lies the problem, that's right? It. Because we're going to do this story again. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're and that's do it. it. Again and again yeah. and again. And I'm yeah. not surprised by it anymore. No. I've said that. Well, no, you know, how many before. shootings has there been in the last 23 days? Yeah. It's, oh, it's about a dozen yeah. school mm-hmm. shootings in the United States, and most of them involve these uh, assault rifles. Yeah, these are AR. Well, and you know what? Before anybody goes, uh, doubles down and says, the problem is this, whether uh-huh. it be mental gun control health or, or mental health or opioids or, or whatever the problem, it doesn't matter to me what the problem is. No. I can guarantee you this, that if you don't change something, it will continue to repeat uh-huh. and repeat. So no matter who's right, and I don't know who's right anymore. Um, but I, it's getting I, worse and it's, worse. Yes, I have it my is. own beliefs as to who's right and what needs to be done. But if nothing gets done, yeah. no matter what you think should be done, you just stay with the status quo. Yep. It's just going to we're going to get again. another yep. dozen in the in the next twenty three days. That's right. It's crazy. Well, yeah. you know, you, you send your kids off to school. Yeah, right. Um, and you and you kiss them goodbye, and you expect them to come home. Yeah. And um, certainly, since Columbine, over and over and over again, it has happened. Um, and I think. A lot of us thought when the the shooting at Sandy Hook happened, and you have little little kids mm-hmm. that are that are mowed down, that that was going to be enough for something to be done again. I'm not sure what that something is. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of levels to this, yep. but we thought that maybe someone might double down at that point and say, "Okay, enough's enough. Let's do it." But, but the question do? is, yeah. when is enough enough? Right. I think what has has actually changed since Columbine and with uh, the subsequent incidents is police response to it and preparedness mm-hmm. uh, among school staff. Yep. Uh, the fact that they actually run drills, shooting drills in the United States, this is what you do if you have an active shooter. It hasn't stopped it. And I'm not saying that's yeah. the solution, mm-hmm. but that's where we're at. So well, kids who go to school are trained or taught what to do in the event of an yeah. active shooter. Well, listen, you, you know what? Uh, this brings back, I lived in the States with my with my family, with my wife and daughter down there in Minneapolis. And I remember Jennifer in, in junior high or middle school, as they call it, she, they put in metal detectors because wow. back then I'm talking about 1989 yeah. and they put in metal detectors in schools those metal detectors are in all those schools mm-hmm. so I mean they, they tried to do something but that was to mm-hmm. back then it was more about knives and That's right. Right. that sort of thing but now they're they're getting through with these assault rifles, but they're... Yeah. I don't get it. They've been trying. It's a small point, but it's, to me, an interesting aside that when these events have happened in schools and you've seen the kids uh, being ushered out of the school with their hands above their head uh, by police, and the first time I saw it, I wondered, why do they do it that way? And then video that I saw in the school in this most recent shooting, the police come in and take control of a particular room and tell the kids to put down their phones and get their hands in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, but it it was obvious after this one why they do that uh-huh. because the shooter in this case actually left the school with the other students, right? So he blended in and blended walked right out in. the front door, yeah. right? So that's why they want everyone's hands in the air because they haven't determined who the shooter is. You know, the juxtaposition is is just uh, it's it's horrifying. Here we are in Canada, and right next door, United States. Could you imagine Canadian kids going into a metal detector in an elementary school uh-huh. here? Mm-hmm. But down there, it's been it's been common practice yep. 
for decades. Uh-huh. And it's turning into a combat zone down there. And yeah. I don't under, you know, you just see it. It's like, we're right next door. What's going on? Uh-huh. Like, how, such mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. Um, I think uh, in Canada, one that. of the teachers, um, or one of her comments was incredibly, incredibly poignant. She says, you know, we prepared for this, as you were talking about, mm-hmm. Andrew. We prepared for this. We were more than prepared for this. And we still had 17 people killed and 12 injured. The, the, the awfulness in this one, it was almost like the shooter knew exactly how that they had prepared by mm-hmm. triggering the fire along and well, pushing them out into the hallway exactly pretty much making them, you know, standing targets. Right. In preparing for this possibility, that student was in the school registered and mm-hmm. a student at the time they prepared. So he was, as you just said, well aware of what would happen. Of how to do yeah, it. Yeah, where the students would be sent, what they would do. Yeah. Uh, and as you say, that's why he pulled the fire alarm, because he knew where students would be yeah. sent to uh, in the case of a fire alarm, which gave him a target-rich environment once mm-hmm. the shooting began. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And they say that the warning signs were there, right, with mm-hmm. the YouTube and Facebook. The warning signs are always there. They always say that, but they say that in hindsight. Yeah. It's 2020. And, and, you know, I saw on Twitter today, and I I don't even know what to think about this, but I saw, you know, the the narrative begins when this happens, right? And and people take the stand they took last time, right? Uh, This time, uh, I saw a new narrative, and the narrative was, well, the FBI didn't do their job because he had been identified to the FBI as a possible... He had said, in fact, on, I think, an Instagram post, I'm going to be a high school it was shooter. A, it was a YouTube post. YouTube. It was a okay. YouTube post. He's, uh, yeah, that was about six months ago. Sure, and the FBI uh, did look into uh-huh. it. And, and determined he was not a threat. Well, I think, yeah, I think they had trouble uh, guaranteeing that it was him who posted it, I think, was part of the problem. Yeah, unfortunately, I think the way it works is unless you do something, right? they can't really, their hands are tied legally. But Yeah, and, and that's the thing, because I think if you were to scour the Internet and see every red flag like yeah. that, you'd find tens of thousands of them. They don't all turn into shooters. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. And they have to weed through that. Right. But it's I, always I, very clear in hindsight. Yeah. It feels so bad. You look at the parents' faces as they're coming in to see if their kids are one of those that have been shot. You, you can't even imagine this. And then the terrified look on the kids. And then, then you think about PTSD. How do you ever... How do you ever get over something like well, you never will? And that's a part of the conversation that we're going to have with Austin Eubanks after mm-hmm. 2.30 because from that, he was shot in the hand and the leg and ended up being addicted to the painkillers okay. yeah. afterwards. And because of things like the PTSD and trying to deal with what he saw, his best friend was killed in front of him. Mm. Um, you know, had it's a 12 a year, he had a 12-year battle with, with the drug addictions trying to deal with what he had gone through. And, um, you know, he's now given advice about you know, feeling the pain, you know, you have to feel the pain. Don't try to mask it because oftentimes that will happen. And um, he's just, he's calling for, you know, you know, the gun thing is is one side, but also an investigation into, um, you know, more on the opioid crisis as well oh, and the trauma yeah. that's happening. Yeah. He says, he says, when you think about this, he says the uh, the 17 people who are, who were killed, um, their families and their and their their families and all the injuries and those who witnessed things and how this ripples out and oh, grows it and, and the thousands of people, of thousands. Of people yeah. that it'll end up. And when we have so many of these happening, so how many of these people are impacted and what happens with that? Yeah. That'll be you interesting know? to hear what he has to say. Yeah, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that uh, to that conversation. You and can't make sense of a of a of a situation, though, can you? Really, that that's insane. 
No, it's hard. No. You can, we, that's what we do we as just, human beings. We try to we try to put. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got all these theories, but, and we got to say this and this and put everything. How pathetic in the nice is it though shelf, that we're you know? now at this point and it's like a another school shooting? Yeah. I know. And you know, for me, and there's as I say, all the narratives start over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's the you same just, conversation. You, you have the same conversation, and one of the texts that we always get, always, and we just got it. And I actually just answered it, but I'll answer it again on air. Somebody inevitably, and I actually told Carol this morning mm-hmm. while reading about the Florida shooting, I said, oh, you know the text we'll get. Mm-hmm. And the text is about what type of rifle it was. Why are you calling it this kind of rifle instead of this kind of rifle? And and, and this was a polite text, but oftentimes they get very mad, you know. Uh, you should do your research before you call it an assault rifle or whatever. Right? <laughs> hey, if we call it a banana instead, are those 17 kids still dead? No. no. Right? Exactly. It's not about the type of gun. It's not about, you know what I mean? It's not about us getting the terminology 100% correct. No. There's a much deeper issue yeah. here. Seventeen yeah. kids are dead. Yeah, that's the that's the conversation mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, we'll continue the conversation after this. So you know the conversation is going to continue on this topic, and then much like what happened, I think in Vegas, it just fades away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know, think about that. That wasn't uh, that long ago that yeah. that gunman there killed uh, 58 people. Right. You know, busted out the uh, window from the mm-hmm. Mandalay and gunned down everyone at that um, at that country music festival. And that's still and under investigation. It's still yeah. under we investigation, but that. within I don't know days, it was like well. Last week's news. It is. That's yeah. why this conversation with this Columbine, Columbine survivor will be so significant, I think, mm-hmm. because we'll hear about what happened for the next 19 years uh-huh. after that event. Because f- for the reasons you two just said, people forget about it. Yeah. But he wasn't able to. No, no for sure. No. It's going to affect his life, his family's and life, and his friend's life for yep. forever now. Exactly. But just because it's not on TV doesn't mean it's it's over. That's right. Yeah. And as you go, you look at all those folks who are going to be impacted from that shooting yesterday. So, um, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Austin Eubanks coming up just after the 2.30 news. Um, what's coming up with you tonight? Well, we've got lots going on uh, this afternoon. We're, we're just taking a look. We're going to be doing more. I think we're going to lead the 6 o'clock just because everybody's talking yeah. about it. And it's and it just hits home with the 17 uh, students that, uh, you know, so tragically killed here in Florida. So we're going to be leading with that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to some local people about it, get local reaction. But we'll update that as they try to figure out the motive, I mm-hmm. guess, with this, with this suspect. Yeah. Fletcher Kent's work working on a, uh, an interesting story in uh, Mill Creek Ravine. Yeah. It's about somebody wants to, to build a huge house there, like a mansion. Oh, I saw oh. that story. Yeah. yeah. Neighbors and are not happy. The neighbors are going, not in our backyard. Mm-hmm. So I, do they have a, a leg to stand on? Uh, how does zoning work uh, <laughs> in these residential areas? You know, they're, they're, you've got a lot. You've yeah. bought a lot. Mm-hmm. So how big a house can you build and how... How big is too big? Huh. So we're going to talk about that, too. All right. Uh, very, very good. And you'll keep us updated on what's going on at the world's longest hockey game. Because yep. you guys are streaming it on yeah, your... Yeah, we got it. Yeah, we're streaming it. On your Facebook page? Yeah. yeah. So we're if you're, you're right really? past the time, right up at the top, you just <laughs> yeah. go and, and watch the live stream of the boys shuffling along out there. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and it's not... Uh, you're not having a streaming problem. That is the speed <laughs> of the game. Well, that's because I think everybody's tweeting when they're at the game. <laughs> it slows down the Wi-Fi or something. But yeah, you can actually see... You what a setup that they've put out there as well. I mean, yeah. you look at the first one that Brent Sake, uh, you know, they they put on, and now yeah. with the whole, it's almost like a well, it's the rink with the the viewing lodge up mm-hmm. above. Yeah, and, yeah. Go, My and goodness. go out and cheer them on. Absolutely, it's, it's so easy to get to. You just go straight down the Sherwood Park Freeway, Y Road, head east, turn 
right at 220, you're heading south, and there's a big sign. A sign right there. Sign right there. It's easy to get to. It'll leave a donation. And just, uh, they love they love to get a crowd out. Awesome. Yeah, just okay. to cheer them on. All right, we'll see you next week. Look forward to it. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.